Hello. <laughs> Hi. So, welcome back to a new episode of Let's Get Into It. I really hope that you can hear me well. I have my air conditioning on. You shouldn't be able oh, I don't know. This microphone picks up everything. Um, but I have my air on because it is like 98 degrees today. It's been like in the 90s the last few days, but it is not like a fun 90 degrees. It's like a very dry 90 degrees. Like you want to bathe in coconut oil. It's so dry. My sinuses are killing me. I just want everyone to know (laughs) I was at, where was I today? that I saw this. I was at the car wash and this guy was talking to me for like (laughs) five minutes and the entire time he was talking to me, he had a ginormous booger in his nose. (laughs) And so I just want everyone to know it's booger season, okay? You have to check your nose. Like it was so, I was uncomfortable. Like I think he thought I was staring at his mouth, but I was just staring at this ginormous booger in his nose. So just check yourselves, okay? You don't want to be the guy at the gas station or the car wash with a giant booger hanging out, just flapping in the winds. (laughs) Santa Ana winds was, we're not doing this booger any justice. (laughs) Anyway. This is going to be the only episode for this week. I'm posting it on a Wednesday. I'm just kind of, I'm really vibing. Oh my God, I sound so annoying. I'm really vibing in my energy. (laughs) I'm really vibing with just doing solo episodes, just doing them myself. I love doing interviews. I think they're so fun. I love connecting. I love interviewing just in general. But I really want to make sure that I'm sourcing really great guests and guests who are ready to just show up and serve and give you some actionable tips for your life, for your business, for the boogers hanging out in your nose. (laughs) Um, I hope you guys don't mind. Um, It's just my voice. I'm going to continue to do interviews. Like, I think we're going to have one the following week. So It'll be perfect. Um, anyway, I should have started with this. If you're new here, hello. Hi, I'm Bree. I'm an online business strategist, blogger, online course creator, and the host of this podcast. I also make really great enchiladas. I think I'm just going to like add that to my resume because like I'm a bomb enchilada maker. Anyway, before we get rolling... <laughs> Can you do me a quick favor and hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on? That way you can get notified whenever there's a new episode out. And while you're at it, just quickly, it takes like two seconds, leave a star rating on that platform platform, and leave a little review. Like, tell me what episodes or guests you're loving, if you love a certain topic like it helps me one create content that you enjoy and two it just helps the podcast so much and if you're on the gram the instagram you can take a screenshot of you listening to this episode and i'll share it on my stories if you share it on yours and i'll show you some love speaking of instagram 
I've been posting on my stories at Living Braley a lot of videos of my dog and the amount of DMs I get requesting more content of my dog is insane. Like, I never thought I would be the type of person who created an Instagram account for their dog, but I'm honestly considering it. Like, I kind of make fun of people who, like, have Instagram accounts of their animals. Like, I'm like, come on. It's an animal. <laughs> I love animals, but they're animals. They don't need they they don't need social media accounts. But I'm telling you, like people are begging for more videos of my dog and I just I get it because like I love him and he's kind of the best. I mean, I might be a little biased, but like he is probably like the best dog in the planet universe. Um <laughs> I mean, I could become like I could become the Chris Jenner of dogs. I'll just like start adopting all of these dogs and getting them like brand deals and sponsorships. And then we could create like our own little doggy toys and clothing lines. And we will be size inclusive. Is it inclusive, exclusive, inclusive? Everyone's going to be represented. That's what I'm trying to say. Petsco, PetSmart, like hit your girl up. Tell me where to sign on the dotted line. I'm ready. Me and my dog are ready. <laughs> okay, but what you really came here for was Pinterest engagement. So let's talk about it because I do get a lot of questions. Um, there's actually an entire section in the Pinterest membership. I will include the link down below if you guys haven't gotten into the membership. I mean, again, I might be a little biased, but I think it's a really great membership. I created all of the content myself. And in the membership, I talk, I have an entire section on how to read your Pinterest analytics and how Pinterest defines engagement. So I'm, this episode isn't about the analytics. It's specifically about measuring engagement on Pinterest. So I love Pinterest. I am a huge fan of Pinterest, obviously, or else I wouldn't create an entire membership around it. But like any platform, it does have its faults. And one of the faults is they change things a lot, <laughs> and, which is a good thing because it shows that they really care about the user's experience. They want to make you know the platform as great as it can be. But with that involves a lot of changes. And so sometimes they change the verbiage. Um, or the words. So I am actually taking this directly from Pinterest's website, but I'm also adding a couple of things of my own that I look at and how I measure my pins performance. So I kind of take this back to my retail days. We had, when I worked on commission, we had these things called KPIs. So key performance indicators. And honestly, it was probably one of the best things that I ever learned because it's so transferable to anything in business really, but especially for Pinterest engagement. So I'm going to talk about that as well. But I'm going to start with what I think these are the first four. This is again taken directly from Pinterest. So I'm just, these are the terms, but I'm explaining them in my own way. So the first thing that you guys have probably seen when you look at your, if you, if you have a Pinterest business account, which if you don't have one, Go and sign up for one immediately. It's free. It takes like five minutes. 
it will blow your freaking mind. It gives you so many insights into your demographic, into your niche to see what people are looking for and also helps you look and see which pins are performing the best. So when you click on a pin, you will kind of you will see impressions, close up saves, um, link clicks, verbiage like that. The first thing is when you see impressions, this is the number of times your pin was shown. So this is across all of Pinterest. So this could be from your own boards, if you're involved in group boards, and also repins. So other people's audiences. So if my friend Sally Jo repins one of my pins, all of her followers will also see my specific pin and so on and so forth. So that is what an impression is or a view. Close-ups is the number of times someone has looked at a close-up of your pin. So if you're just like scrolling on your feed and you click a pin and it pops up to like where it's much bigger and you can see like the actual website URL, it will see who originally posted it in the comment section, if there's any comments or like description, that is a close-up. So that is someone who is scrolling on their Instagram or their Instagram feed, (laughs) their Pinterest feed, and they're like, oh, this pin kind of looks a little bit interesting. Let me click on that. So they don't click all the way through. They just click to view it a little bit closer. Maybe you have some words on that pin that they can't read or they're interested in the picture or whatever. They're just clicking to see it bigger, but they're not actually clicking through. So saves is another word and that's pretty self-explanatory. So that's the number of times people have saved your pin to one of their boards or group boards. Personally, I would say I don't, if I save a pin, I'm not always going to go back and click on it. I am more inclined to click and click through on a pin when I am searching for something specific. So for example, so I might have an entire board on my Pinterest that's dedicated to recipes, but if I am, I might be scrolling through my Pinterest and saving recipes to that board, but I am more inclined to click through if I'm looking for a specific recipe. Like if I'm looking for a chocolate cake recipe, I'm going to go into Pinterest and search chocolate cake and click on the pins there. I'm not going to go back to my boards and search for a chocolate cake recipe unless it's like I... 100% I'm going to do it. So again, it just depends on the user experience and what they're actually doing. Um, But saves are good. I would say that 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 is a good thing. That means your content is eye-catching. Someone is interested. They have every intention to go back and read your blog post or find you or something like that. But again, it just depends on the person. For me, I don't really go back to my saved pins um that often. So the other thing is call is what Pinterest calls a link click. I call them click throughs. Um but that is the number of times people have clicked on your pin to that goes to a destination off of Pinterest. So that is what's actually driving traffic to your website is when someone link clicks or click clicks through. Um, there's also something (coughs) 
If you've ever done any Pinterest ads, they will give you a click-through rate. But if you don't do Pinterest ads like on a, just a traditional pin, it won't give you a click-through rate. It's super easy to calculate though. So a click-through rate, this is good to know if your pins are actually getting people to your website. So if the click-through rate is very low, then I would suggest looking at your Pinterest images themselves and seeing if you need to change the language, the title, images, fonts, colors, etc. because people are not interested in clicking through to your blog post. Um, again, this is something we cover in the Pinterest membership is how to actually title things and to get people to to click through, I call it clickable pins, um, because it does need to be somewhat enticing for the user to be like, this is something I really am interested in, whether it be a recipe, a blog post, a podcast, or whatever. So the click-through rate is the number of the, is, blah, 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 I'm really bad at math. So like, if I can do this, you can do it too. So, um, it is the number of impressions divided by the actual number of click-throughs. So if you have like 700 impressions and 20 click-throughs, let's do the math real quick. That would be 0.02%. So that's really low. Um, so I would say you need to look at your pins, see if it's actually something that people are the title is enticing that people want to click through. Um, I would say an average click-through rate would be about five to seven percent. Um, it depends again on, but there's obviously like other var variables to look at. One is your niche or niche. Two is the time of year. Three is the actual type of content. So I feel like that is a really rough estimate, but you definitely don't want it to be like 0.02%. That is really low. If you're having 700 people look at it and only 20 people are clicking through, definitely go back and take a look. Um, again, these, I think, terms are great to understand and to learn, which is why I wanted to create this podcast episode, because I feel like it will help one your Pinterest account and two also help your business because all of these other numbers do not matter other than making sure that you're getting traffic to your website and that people are actually clicking through onto your content and clicking through to your blog or to your website. That is the most important thing. So that is why I think the click-through rate is super important. The link clicks is super important. Impressions are like, great, you can understand what your reach is. But if you're not utilizing your reach or your viewership to actually generate some type of something, like whether that is going to your website, buying your product, signing up for an email list or whatever, there's really no point of you having a Pinterest account. I think people get really caught up in this um, numbers game of looking at people's Pinterest accounts and seeing how many views they get per month. But again, that is all smoke and mirrors. It's kind of like the equivalent of Instagram followers. Like you can have a lot of Instagram followers, but horrible engagement. So someone can have a million views on their Pinterest, but that might not even be for their own content. They might not even be utilizing those million views to further their business, like get them to the website or sign up for their email list or sell them a product or whatever it is that they're 
their business is. So again, just really focus on, I think, the, 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 the click through, the link clicks. I'm sorry, link click sounds weird, right? It should be click through. That sounds so much better. The click throughs and the click through rate. So the click through rate is uh, clicks divided by impressions. Do the math. It's easy. If I can do it, you can do it. I'm really, really bad at math. (laughs) All right. That is all that I have for you guys this week. I will see you next week. Um, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend. All right. Be kind, be well, be grateful. Love you. Mean it. Bye. One more thing. If you love this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Head over to my Instagram and tag me at livingbreely with you listening to this episode. I'd love to hear from you, see you, connect with you, and know which episodes and interviews you're finding valuable. For any courses, freebies, or blog posts mentioned in this episode, you can head over to livingbreely.com or check out the show notes below.